Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Variety Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. My show that I'm so happy you tuned into is The Space of the Waste. And thank you for tuning into Voice America to listen to the Variety Channel on Tuesdays to The Space of the Waste. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Miss Jennifer Hoffler, who is going to be talking about Vivian Bloom's, her millinery company, millinery company, and I used to always say hats, but when I was a buyer at Swanson's in Kansas City, there was a buyer for millinery and she said, Melody, it's millinery. And she always wore a hat and she always looked incredible. But I always thought she could wear a hat because she had dark hair and she had a larger, more pronounced nose. And for some reason, the hat she wore with that great nose she had, she always looked amazing. When I put the hats on, I just didn't look as good, but I bought them anyway. <laughs> but anyway, today we have um, Jennifer and I want to introduce Jennifer. Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into um, your joy of millinery and what inspired you and how you started your company. We'll just get started with all about you. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm from the States and um, my husband and I were had lived in Asia for 12 years abroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had two kids. We have two kids and yes. um, my, son, my son was born in Kuala Lumpur oh. in Malaysia. And uh, he's the second. And then after Malaysia, so Malaysia was about five years. Okay. After Malaysia, we ended up going up to China and we went to Guangzhou. And uh, so both the, my husband was working a lot (laughs) with his job. My husband was working um, a lot with the job. Yes. So he was he was gone and busy and the kids were at elementary age. Okay. So let's see. Uh, Vivian was first grade and Byron was preschool. Okay. And we started in Guangzhou in China. And what happened was I was sort of I was with a uh, group of friends uh, and women and we entertained ourselves for um you know, for the time off, like between when the kids were at school and when they came back. And yes. There, and there's so there's a group of friends and things like that. And then things, you know, as they sometimes do, like we just, you know, it didn't, we were this, the, the, we, in a way we kind of stayed longer than um, maybe we, if we had left after about two years, I think <laughs> it would have been this fabulous, uh, amazing experience where, you know, you had these girlfriends, and you were able to hang out and everything. Yes. And but so then it, it got um, to be a little long. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it turned out to be a little long. And um, at that, so at, ultimately there was, um, you know, sort of a breakup of the friend group or sort of you know minor mean girl situations going on I understand totally it's happened to me as well (laughs) I think every woman alive (laughs) yeah so it definitely happened to me and so um at that time so the kids were busy the husband's at work and all of a sudden I just had tons and tons of free time and uh um, no, no events to go to, nothing to, to do really. And, um, I, I got a little depressed and a little sad Aww. and I, so yeah, 
I don't know if that's okay. And then I, um, and then I ended up sort of, you know, just kind of to occupy my time um, after kind of, you know, sort of the, I was no longer part of this group. Yes. And so um, what happened was I would, uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just, I would scroll through the Pinterest page and whatever. And sketch. I think, did you sketch? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was more, it was much more like um, visual. I think I was, you know, it was, these circumstances were so extreme. Yes. I mean, nobody spoke Chinese, you know, you were just incredibly isolated. Yes. And um, on my Pinterest page, all of a sudden, all of these women showed up smiling and wearing these hats on their heads. Yes. And that was, that was, uh, that was it. And I clicked on the pen and then there was another bunch of women smiling at me wearing these hats and then yes. I kept clicking and I kept going in and I just fell in love with it and oh my it was, gosh well I'm glad was, that breakup <laughs> happened because my gosh it was just the universe's way of birthing your huge magnificent talent I mean you are incredible I think since Raymond Hood I have never seen and actually for me personally I love your millinery even better because his seemed to be a little more mature I will say but oh my gosh everything you have your hat your your fascinators your everything that you have is just so gorgeous and I I think those women for their little snitty ways because I am just so happy you came upon tripped upon your talent because you are fabulous Oh, well, thank you so much. That's very sweet of you. And I um, looked at a lot and I've looked a lot, <laughs> seen a lot and tried on a lot. And you are absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. That's very sweet of you to say. Well, you're welcome. So you then you ended up in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, well, um, what happened was it was uh, three more years in Guangzhou, yeah. okay. sort of isolated. And at that time, I um, I just sort of uh, there was um, in that area of China is the mercantile. Um, there was there's all these tiny little shops. Okay. Just, it's it's the production area of China. Yeah. And so um, you had fabric. Did, yeah, you had fabric yeah, yeah. and notions. Silk yes. and beads and buttons and oh, wow. And so I, I spent, you know, two and a half, three years kind of exploring the streets by myself, basically. And I and I'm incredibly grateful for that is that it was this great outlet for yes. to, to keeping me busy. Yeah, me too. So you could yeah. find all everything you needed, the fabric, the notions. Yeah, yeah uh, it was pretty amazing. The yeah. accessories for the hats and everything. Yes, which yes, so, is not available everywhere. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So thank yeah. God you had that. And then after yeah. China, where did you go? Uh, well, we went from Guangzhou up to Shanghai. Okay. And we did uh, two years in Shanghai. So it was seven. That was years probably nice being in Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. Well, we were, it was quite a while ago. So oh, okay. It was, Wasn't um, all built up like Beverly Hills and <laughs> New York? Uh, no, it, it was 2017 and 18. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty built up by then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's much more modern than uh, Guangzhou, which was more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably a little more inspiring uh, to go shopping and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. But I always, it was always a make your own adventure kind of thing. Yes. You would, would go off and you could find anything you wanted, which is kind of amazing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. China, yeah. And then um, from Shanghai, we went back to the States. Okay. For, it was a good three years. And I did the, um, I did the Sasa Ladies Purse Day in Hong Kong. Where I was there, I was their milliner. For, where was that? Tell me that again. It's called the um, Sasa Ladies Purse Day. Sasa which is Ladies a, Purse Day. Okay. Right. Which is a horse race in, okay. um, in Hong Kong. It's sponsored by the Sasa beauty brand. 
And so do they wear um, hats to that? Everybody yes. kind of like Ascot in the UK? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know, they're, um, it's their fashion moment with oh, millinery. Wow. And so they, they invite milliners to come in Yay. and do it. Yeah. Terrific. So that was great. It was really, really fun. And wow. then uh, we ended up back in the States for a while and I was pretty unemployable. So I ended up, um, I was a cashier for a while at like a, a, um, just a a, a home goods store, a Mm -hmm. popular home goods store in my hometown. And then my husband got the job to come to uh, Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. And we've been here. Yeah. So he's been here a good year and we came uh, when the school year started in late August last year. Okay. Yeah, so they're just wrapping up there. So um, my son is in, he's going into ninth grade and my daughter will be in her senior year next year. Oh my gosh. Well, to me, me, the time just flies. flies (laughs) from China to Riyadh to uh, Saudi Arabia. My uh, brother-in-law was... uh, has been to Saudi and Riyadh and uh, met some lovely people there. Um, So how did you get in all of these magazines and how did you uh, manage to approach your clients with these gorgeous, I keep reading more things about you. And then I just saw that Dior ad and I said, oh my God, Jennifer's going to go, going (laughs) to be so busy with her millinery because it is back big time in fashion. I and, hope so. I hope and so. I just think, and so many people I know, even in Tucson, which I would not call the, cap- the capital of fashion in any way, but I was take I take some of my uh, friends who like to shop. They want me to go with them to help them shop, and and I love to. And now some of the people that I've had on the show have asked me to go shopping with them, so I do. Oh, and they've been wanting hats, so I just had to tell you that. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. But but they're like shopping at Saks Off Fifth, and I, you know, I don't like to have to draw. Sorry, Neiman's, but I don't like to have to drive clear to. Um, Phoenix to go to Neiman's because we have the Saks off fifth here, but actually it's Saks and Neiman's and Nordstrom's in, uh, uh, to, in, uh, what do you call it? Phoenix that, you know, has more, uh, millinery and more of the things that, uh, would appeal, I know to you and would be good outlets for years. Now, do you do direct to consumer mostly? Mostly, yeah. I did. We've done a couple pop up shops. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think hopefully it all comes back in the States. I think it'd be so much fun. They're, oh, they're, yes. They're emotional elixirs. They, they you know, are. You immediately feel happy and they, they, they are. They, they make you feel better. They're, they they're, do. It's, it's a very positive experience. And um, I, I hope that more people wear them more often and it becomes much more of a thing in the States. Yes. Yeah. I uh, think, um, I, I definitely think it's coming and because I think people have been cooped up so long yes, with the COVID yes, yes, yes. that it's almost like the 1920s when they went out and did their deco twenties and wanted to dress up. It's like everybody wants to dress up, particularly in the cities, not so much uh, in the retirement areas like I live, but uh, you might be seeing it where you live. But I think that the, I am hearing from the moms in San Francisco that I know, and the ones in uh, Orange County that their daughters want to dress up and they want to get their heels on and maybe wear a fascinator or a hat or and all of this. And I'm thinking, oh, great. This is absolutely awesome. This will be so good for Vivian Blooms. So I'm hoping you'll get a lot of play from the show. And oh, I hope so too. Yes. And I just, you sent me a new article that you wrote about, uh, also uh, about millinery and styling and tell me a oh, little, yes. yeah, tell me about that a little bit. Um, that was uh, just recently. 
Um, it was about, what was it? Oh, what's your attitude? And it's all about how um, it was, uh, I was actually talking with my daughter about it. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, because um, all my experience with selling hats was done in um, either a pop-up shop or a, a trunk show, basically. Like um, okay. when I was a when I was abroad in Asia, you would either, uh, I went down to Hong Kong a few times where you would just go to mm -hmm. the, you know, they would have uh, tables set up and you would, you would display your wares and they would have events, you know, it'd be like a Christmas event or something like that. Yes. And um, there's some sort of handmade fairs. And that's how I started yes. in Hong Kong. And then um, in Shanghai, they would have events. They would have the Melbourne Cup and other things like that. Yeah. And um, what you would do is you would show up and you would like take over a table or two and you would put up all your hats and stuff yes. and you'd pile them on. And then um, a friend would typically invite all their friends who were going to the party, would all show up and you just sort of kind of have a pre-party where everybody gets to look at their hats and it, it turns into its own little event. So everybody... You know, everybody gets to sample, everybody gets to try and give everything gets a twirl and there's lots, it was fun. It was, it was, it's a, you know, and there's no, there's no pressure besides the fact that, um, uh, that typically for the Melbourne Cup parties, even when yes. you're abroad or away from Melbourne itself, that's the whole point. It's like, you're supposed to wear something on your head and you get all dressed up and you, watch the two and a half minutes it takes for the horses to run around the track and you know it's it's a big deal yes and um so that's how I did it and I was talking with my daughter about it and I said that the um because it's it's such a barrage of feathers and flowers and bows and crystals and and you put it all on the table that I was saying it was this um it was like a fashion uh, Rorschach's test to see like <laughs> what people saw when they when they picked it up and like because the, the people become very it's it's a unique experience and so people become animated and they they want to they want to express how this thing makes them feel and which way and what but it was um much more important to think of regardless of who chose what is always very interesting to me but it's also interesting yeah. like when when they put it on and to see the reaction um negative or positive it's it's always uh it's just it's just wonderful because it, it is so transformative you you go from you know the, your everyday life to to having you know a three I don't know, a 10, 10 inch flower stuck out on the side of your head and it changes the way you stand, it change, changes the way you act, changes, you know, there's, there's, it's just very transformative. I think you're fun. very correct on that. Very correct yeah. on that. And um, I believe that, and I know you're direct to consumer, but I could totally see you working with, uh, well, just to begin with someone like Marquesa, who does the gowns mm -hmm. or um, Milad, who I'm going to have on here from uh, uh, New York embroidery studio, who they also ha have contact with so many uh, designers that do evening gowns. He yes. is somebody and also people like Joanna Ross Wells in Australia and Coco Voci in Beverly Hills, where they do wedding gowns and sometimes evening gowns. But wedding gowns, like when I got married, I wore a suit and a hat because my mother wore a suit and a hat. So for my second marriage, I wore a suit and a hat and I and I wore a Raymond Hood hat and um I'm so glad I did because it like made my whole outfit, you know, <laughs> but I could see um, and Delise Anna Parker in Beverly Hills, who she actually does costumes, but I would think she would definitely have needs for hats and Harrods and Browns in the UK. I mean, for Ascot and they were yeah. hats to everything in the UK, to weddings and everything they were hats to. They're a very hattish 
millinery esque. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. So they just yes, need to I, know about you. Do you have a you, know, you have your website? Please tell me again what that is. www.vivianblooms.com.com. Okay. I just That's want it. all yes. the listeners to hear that. I have it on your on my board, but I want them to hear it again because they may very much want to go and look and go see oh, good, good. today. Yes, of course. I hope so. Proud. I mean, I yeah. love the color of the one you have on, you know, and I, oh, I'm, thank you. I'm a fan of fascinators because to me, you can wear them anywhere, anytime, any day, you know, and uh, in fact, I have a somebody's 80th birthday party coming up. She's giving a big a party for herself, my okay. friend Cindy Mary, and she's having a garden um, theme. Wants everyone to come in their floral flower garden attire. And I'm thinking, I have a few ideas of what I'm going to wear. I haven't decided on which one. I'm going to try them all on and see see what size I am. <laughs> <laughs> which dress looks the best and then i'm thinking you know i may have to have a a great hat or fascinator so uh, I'm gonna, i hear you i hear you i'm going to yeah. go on your site and take a look well uh tell me a little bit more about how you're able to uh, <clears throat> do you do pop up shops where you are or do you oh. uh, how do you get to your clients there in in uh, rio um introducing myself to yeah. the expat community yes uh uh there was there's this the dubai world cup which was in march where they definitely wear fascinators and hats and they're yes. um they're getting into it i think it's it's it doesn't seem as um it's not like ascot where it's been forever yeah but i think it's it's now mm -hmm. it's coming up in yeah. dubai um so i think it's a matter of you know introducing yourself you getting sure. your contacts and yes. um and I'm, I'm working on it yeah of course <laughs> I, you are I think I thought like it would be faster and easier but mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. gonna take a while well It'll take you know I think next if, year. if there's a uh, key high-end stores that you could go and leave your cards and introduce yourself and you know again their magazines there and yes. you, with your website, uh, because I just know they would love it over there because those women love to dress. And I heard no, that from, um, actually, I heard more about it when I went to France with my friend, because we were speaking to some women and they were telling us they were somewhere, they were from the Middle East, but mm. they love to dress you know, and they, I just think they would love your millinery. You know, I think that they would over there. So um, tell me, uh, do you ever um, design anything for men? I just feel like I need to ask in case I'm oh, making someone uh, out. <laughs> actually, I, had, I have not. Yeah, um, that's I've okay. been focusing on, on the female. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, or whomever would feel comfortable wearing the I female mean, I think hat. It, yeah, exactly. It could be whomever is interested, really. But I think exactly. you know, if you're going gender, gender, mm -hmm. it's on the feminine. Yeah, side. on the feminine side, yes, and that yeah, could exactly could be but a bi could be biological male that identifies yeah. as a female or whatever. Sure. I understand that. Well, we only have, I'm going to take a break here. So I just want to say, um, I think everyone should tune in and go to their website on the break <laughs> and, and, and go and look at Vivian Bloom while we take a little break and we will be right back after our break um, and talk more about millinery, all of her hats and her fascinators and anything else that um, Jennifer might have up her sleeve or up her hat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll talk in just a minute. We'll be back. <laughs> Thanks. Melody Edmondson has created a book series available on Amazon.com. The Space of the Waist series is comprised of a body shape by a waist length and will have all the information you need to dress and accessorize beautifully. 
You choose yours after first buying book one, the guidebook, your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of determining your body shape and your waist length termed the space of the waist. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Space of the Waste. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. And if you're just tuning in, we have a guest here today, Jennifer Koffler of Vivian Blooms Millinery. And if you are tuning in to the Space of the Waste for the first time, please go to www.voiceamerica.com and put the Space of the Waste on the search line and you can listen to any of the past episodes. You can even listen to this episode again tonight. And if you need, if you would like to see visually uh, how to dress according to your body shape and your waist placement, you can go to the Pinterest boards and look up your body shape and your waist placement. Now I wanna bring Jennifer Koffler back and she's gonna talk to us a little bit about balance and uh, head shapes, for instance. So let's talk to Jennifer about that. Okay, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about head shapes and millinery. Um, I, I wrote, I just wrote an article about it. Um, and we were dealing with, uh, especially, well, especially for um, event wear and anytime when you're sort of presenting yourself out as, you know, it's a performance on a certain level and everything else. Um, I personally always want something that goes up and I want something that's like has a lot of vertical lift. I'm on, you know, an average height to a little petite. Okay. And so um, I always want to go up. Um, you should, uh, all the considerations have to come in. You have to know your body, your body shape, uh, body size, and height are also really important. Okay. Um, to put in consider consideration with the hats. Um, uh, it's just like, do you do you mean like you want a larger hat if you have a larger body, and if you're overly lean? You like to add some volume or or you don't want to well, have I, th a I think I guess ultimately and, and I wrote this in the article as well it's like oh, they're they're just suggestions yeah like, okay there's no actual rules but this I is know what I, but but you're the I, expert so you know I want to know what you feel kind of thing I know so, I want to know what you personally feel <laughs> personally <laughs> yeah yeah well I feel that um Whenever, if it is for an event, you should, the first thing you should know is, is it indoor or out? Okay. Because that is the fundamental, um, you need the time of day and if you're going to be outside, basically. It has um, one of, you know, the, the hat serves, actually serves a purpose. And if you're going to be all day outside at a wedding, it's, um, in my opinion, I would definitely never go out without a large brim and, you know, big sunglasses and everything else. And yeah, um, but if it's if it's something that's just an indoor event and you choose a wide brim hat, you're going to be in trouble with photos okay. because, um, yeah, I've actually witnessed this a few times where people you get the big flappy hat because it's sort of what you're expecting that people will be wearing. And then it's an indoor event and then your face is in shadow in all of the pictures. And it's and you brought the you if the hat's too oh, big. that's true too <laughs> <laughs> if it's a that's wedding <laughs> yeah but, well, yeah i'll i won't interrupt you please continue oh no no, no that's okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> but um those are just you know so outdoor a brim definitely you know garden parties anything like that i would definitely wear a brim but if there's any chance or if most of this party is going to be inside 
or there's if it's just like the wedding is outside and then the rest of the event is somehow covered or whatever, I would um, definitely suggest either something that is sliced and uh, of course it goes up as well, but it's uh, it doesn't, um, it would not shade the entire, your entire face is, okay. um, it's just, it's, it'll, every picture you're going to have something that will be darkly slanted across the side of your face and, uh, or you'll have the shadow on your face. And so yeah, that's you just important. have to, yeah, you have to be aware that, um, all these pictures are going to be taken and unless you adjust the wide brim hop somehow that it's when it's in the back of your head somehow, and then you can get this wonderful halo effect that um, you'll, that if you place it properly when you're indoors, you could still wear the brim and then just you know, have to tip it back. So then you get this big halo around your head with the wider brims is okay. what I would recommend. I would just remain conscious of my environment and um, the photo opportunities. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, there's nothing more disappointing than that. Then, you know, you get to the end of the night and your face has been in shadow the entire time. And um, you just want to do the event over. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. Can make it yeah. Up. yeah, but that's something to think about. What about yeah. the veils? It used to be back in the day that you didn't pull the veil down until after five. Is that still true or that is old? Oh, well, I personally, I have never heard that, but that, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You've never heard that if your hat has a veil, you're not supposed to pull it down until after five. You've never heard that? No, I love that, though. I was told that when I bought the... I heard that when I went to Raymond Hood. So I remember I I thought, oh, they, they probably don't follow that rule anymore. And I went to a fast, big fashion event with a friend of mine. And I went ahead and put my veil partway down because I thought it was more exotic that way. Very daring. And somebody came up to me who I happened to know from years before. And she uh, and I hadn't seen her, you know, probably for 40 years no, not 40. I was only 32. So, okay. 15 years I hadn't seen her. So uh, she said, Melody. And I, and, her, and I said, yes, that's me. She goes, you have your veil down. It's not five o'clock. <laughs> and I thought, uh, I said, is that old rule still going on? And she said, yeah, it's a little yeah. like white after Memorial I Day. Think, uh, yeah. Labor Day. It, so I said, well, okay, thanks. But I didn't put it back. I just, I just kind of liked it. I like the hat better that way, you know, but I just thought I'd ask in case uh, our listeners yeah. wanted to know, but so tell me about head shape. What are some oh, yes, of the key yes, yes. things you keep in mind about head shape? Um, yes. Well, as I said, uh, um, that, yeah, it's depending on your height. I always want to go up because I would like to take up a little more space above my head and then um there's also that um in the article i there was the quote from frank sinatra that you're supposed to cock your head your hat to the side and that you make the angle and angles are attitude and things like that and i totally okay. agree yes okay. i absolutely agree with it creates this uh, dynamic you know, it's 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 more engaging to look at if you've got something slanted or something to oh, the side. Oh, I like that. And that, um, and of course, if you're dealing with um, the ascot and all of you know the the um, people from the UK will always put the hat angle towards the right side. Uh, the women will wear it that way, and then the men are supposed to tilt it to the. Um, they tilt to the left and so that their their faces are framed by the headwear oh, basically that's cool yeah. so that would make a better photo. photograph yeah yep yep so it's like the women will always have it to the right okay then, but I, I definitely doesn't in the states I have people put them they I do not no think way. this applies everywhere <laughs> I just know that that's um that would be traditional 
Yes. So that would be the traditional way. So yeah. that that tell me a little okay. bit more about Sorry, head I shape. No, that's okay. <laughs> this is the this is not not the the sexy stuff about millinery is head shape, but I had to do it with okay. body shape and waist length. I'm gonna make you do it for the head shape. <laughs> Okay, well, I've um, put it, in the article I put down um, six different shapes. Okay. And I did, uh, there was the round face shape. Okay. And the, uh, the celebrity examples were Selena Gomez and Drew, Dar Drew Barrymore. Okay. Where the face is round. All right. Again, I mentioned that it was a slanted brim. And um, you the whole idea. The whole idea with headwear, from my perspective, is that you want to contradict. You don't want to. You don't want to enhance what you already have. Like they right. have round heads, so like a bowler hat or something like that, where it would be like a round over round kind of thing, would be not as aesthetically yeah, pleasing. Yeah, but like a just small sort of reemphasizing. Yeah, yeah, slanted. A slanted would definitely be good. Uh, angular feel, uh, small uh, turbly or a fedora, for example, at an angle would work really well. Okay. Uh, then I went on to um, the oval head shapes, uh, Beyonce and Bella Hadid. Okay. Uh, they basically, they could wear whatever because of, um, it's all in balance. Yes. The oval shape, uh, you could slant it, you can wear it flat, you can have it on the side, you can wear it in the middle because their features are both symmetrical and um, in proportion to the rest of the face. Yes. There's, you know, you could really anything. Right, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the oval and as well with that, with the heart-shaped face where the, there's a little more of the chin is um, a little more pointy. Okay. And, but it's still, it's, it's rounder at the top and uh, a more pointy chin. I said um, the heart-shaped face would be Scarlett Johansson and Reese Witherspoon. Both have the same yeah. that's, uh, face shape. Yes. And I said like the ovals, they would be the same. Uh, um, wide caps, cloches, uh, brimmed hats, and pillbox hats would all work well. Brimmed, uh, cloche, wide, brimmed, Cloche hat and, and a pillbox and a pillbox hat. Oh, a pillbox. So yes, yeah, I remember that. You'll elongate on the back of the head. And that goes on the back of the head. Okay. Yeah, so it, we, um, it said it complements the shape. Okay, cool. So what other face shapes are there? That's and we've got, um The longer face or the elongated face. Elongated, um, okay. Yeah, celebrities would be uh, Liv Tyler and Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, yes. Their, their face shapes would work well with a wide brim worn um, either at an angle or worn down across the forehead, which would reduce the elongation and create a pleasant balance of the facial features. And a, or the wonderful slope of a beret, a beret as well, which would work really well. Beret. Because it's... Yeah, anything that was sort of, um, you, you know, you'd minimize um, the forehead area and in a in the, the slope. I don't know. Berets are amazing. Berets go with everyone. Okay. But it, it, I I would definitely suggest that for yeah. um, the longer face. Okay. 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 Uh, what about what about a square face? Short, squatty, square face. Uh, the square faces. I put uh, the Jennifers, um, Gardner, Anders, uh, Anderson, and Lopez. Um, I'll I'll have the more angular faces, and for that, what did I suggest? Oh, asymmetrical styles and are well suited. With angles, and you always would tilt the hats. So you want something that, um, so you want to off. You want to. You always want to contradict. You don't want to go like you skew you it. To, yeah. Yeah, you want it to like you would want something sort of. Yeah, you would want you would want both the angle going up, and you you could have something that, um, just is you know a rounded brim on the top, but you could kind of tilt it to the side or you would, could have a fascinator or something like that. Or of course the beret or anything that would sort of, um, just it softens the features or softens, softens the, jaw, okay. the jawline. Yeah, All right. exactly. So you want, 
And then um, I went on to say there's a diamond fascia. That would be my last one. Okay. And Holly Berry and Rihanna both have um, a shape where their uh, their cheeks are the the forehead isn't as wide as their the across from the cheekbones. Okay. And, um, a slightly um, protruding chin, so it makes it more of a diamond shape. Okay. And for that, I would uh, recommend that you would put um, something flat across the brow. And that would, um, so it, it it sort of, it squares off the top, which is sort of the opposite so, of the so, square face. So what what like, would it, something that goes straight across? Yeah, exactly. So you, you'd wear the brim straight across your, your the forehead. And uh, this would, this would kind of, so it, and then you would add, so you're sort of adding more shape to the forehead and to the head shape. Okay. So that, so it's sort of, it, it, it only, it, so it creates a more of a balance. Like if you're. Would it have a higher, else. higher crown or lower crown, do you think would be better for that diamond shape? Higher crown, lower, like a top oh. hat or a. Oh, no. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, these women are gorgeous, of course. These women can wear whatever. But um, yeah. I think it's it's more about the it's actually about the forehead area. Yeah, exactly. Like That's... I think you could wear a top hat, but you could even tilt the top hat, and then you could. So it would make it more mm -hmm. um, animated mm -hmm. that way. That's great. So fascinators would that be more about where the em embellishment is and how where you put that embellishment? Would that be more about? the uh, fascinators uh, like if it has something put it on yeah do you see they're made where it's either on the right or either on the left you know the embellishment uh, well I think this is a traditionally I've made a bunch where they're just like a big circle in there okay. on your head I'll have so... to check yours out because they sound so amazing <laughs> I did before but I was yeah. doing it for the show a, not for myself <laughs> I have a style page on my website. Okay. Where, um, for a good, like, I think it was almost a year. Like, every day I matched one of the hats or headpieces, which I made with a um, designer outfit. And so oh, it's, I like going back and seeing what I did. But, yes. Um, I love that. Now I forgot your question. What was the question? No, it's okay. It doesn't matter. I was, it was a personal <laughs> question. <laughs> I was asking oh, about oh, fascinators and where the, the embellishment was. Oh, and you said it doesn't well, I, necessarily have to be right or left. It could be all over or all around oh, the no, front. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's definitely true. And then, um, yeah. But there was one thing that the fascinator refers to. It was when I first, because, you know, as an American, I think I didn't know what a fascinator was. And I thought it meant because they were fascinating. Mm -hmm, <laughs> they were, yes. Where they were called fascinators. Yeah. But I... It's actually that they fasten to your head so that they're fascinators. They fasten that they there's oh. they hold on to your head so they fasten. Okay. Okay. And that so if you get a hatinator, it's a hat which um, fastens in on so that you could have like these cute little mini top hats or whatever. That yes. would be a hatinator if mm -hmm. it's able to attach to your head instead of a larger one, which you can take mm -hmm. on and off. So there's all these the new well, terms for does it uh, matter about your hair? Because you have gorgeous hair with that wavy, dark hair and your beautiful skin. So, I mean, you're beautiful, but I'm just saying, does with people's hair, you know, does that make a difference if someone has straight long hair or regardless of their, or does it all come in oh, the with the shape. face shape? You know, like, does the hair matter? I mean, like in short hair, no hair. Uh, <laughs> or a, a oh, uh, I think like you, a you get away with what do you call no bob <laughs> or you know whatever kind of hair you know what I mean does it does it come into play I mean I mean I'm sure it does well, in I terms of that, style but yeah. I think yeah. as an observer of the ascot and things like that they would typically you know you'd have it all pulled to the side and then they would make it into cute little bun and things like that but I think that that's all the, that doesn't even seem to be done anymore. You it's just the U.S. You, know, you could get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they like I their hair down, you know, pretty much. 
<laughs> I, think. Well, I personally I like it that way mm-hmm. I do I like it down and you're just you're just adding to what you've already done yeah exactly and sometimes if they're going the most of the time when people when they do the evening wear and they put their hair up most of 99 out of 100 times I think they look a million times better with their hair down because then without their hair, because hair is an accessory to me. And you can, if someone has a really thin face and they can have a puffier, like say Bob haircut to fill their face out, or then they pull that back. And I don't know. I just think people need to be more careful when they put their hair up because do they have a face for putting their hair up or not? That's what I say. That's just me personally. I think a lot of people look better with their hair down because their hair is enhancing their beauty and it's an asset, you know, and then you add the hat. It's even more glorious, you know, but that's that has to do with, I think, face shape is what I'm getting at. But you were going to talk about outfits. Oh, yes. Wear and where to wear it and that kind of thing. Right. Um. I would think that let me think I did I spoke about that as well in my article. And that um what did I start with? I said that um that I I personally feel that the hat should always like it should complement or even contradict a tiny bit what you're wearing and that it that the what I what I personally would try to avoid is to have it uh, match. I think matching is. Uh, I think for me personally, I find it too. It, it's too costumey. It, it, it goes so quickly into costume, or into like that. That then you're it, like it's just much more dynamic if the um, the hat. Like if you get the a rose colored fascinator and you wear as you know a sea green dress like can be much more exciting than you find contradict or juxtapose in color and content or just color well I think that it's it's an it's a matter of playing around and yeah playing around yeah, that it's and it should be play and it should be fun. How much and fun is that? Listen, ladies, <laughs> this is a whole new way to spend money. <laughs> this is something that I think would update an ensemble. Say you have an outfit that you've worn, or if you've gotten stuck in wearing black, or maybe you look great in black. I happen to wear black almost every day. And I just recently bought a few printed dresses just. I found them on sale on YOOX and they're made by Marnie and they were long and they were straight. Mm-hmm. And since I'm short-waisted, I said, I'm just going to buy some of these because I never wear a print. And they were florals. And I thought, why not? You know, so, well, they weren't all florals. I take that back Two are floral, two are not. One's kind of geometric and the other one has almost like wings on it looks kind of like wings and they it's like a bright blue and a black more blue than black and the other one is uh, pink and orange and navy and then the other one is black and brown and cream but anyway it was a new gig for me but I'm just as you're talking I'm saying that you know all of these straight line black dresses that I own and my black trousers and my navy blue belt you know bell bottom jeans yeah. and my black t-shirts and my black jacket, you could oh, add, yeah. you could really yes. change the whole yes. attitude yes. if I juxtapose upon that a different aesthetic or a different look or a different yeah. personality or whatever. It would be awesome. You yes, know? Yeah. And that, yeah, and that, that you're playing with it and that it's not, I don't think that, I don't, it's, it's just, um, I, I do have, if, if like the dress, I don't know. I, I just, it's, I find it much more visually. If the ensemble has like a little, if you pick out just like, if it's the smallest little bit in the flower pattern, which is yeah. purple, then I would take that purple and I would make a big hat out of okay. it. Like it would just be like, I mean, it would still, 
it was still visually like the um pleasing yeah but yeah but it's just like it's just like this little I, I did my daughter yeah like that she was it was um it was almost a it was a purple it was like a light purple dress and um we we made a lilac hat and then it was pink it was these pink feather flowers and then we took inside the flower for the um, stamens, basically the, these fake stamens, where it was the color of the dress. So it was just like this tiny little oh, bit. So we wow. had all these other colors playing off the of that. what the one the one solid color dress, and then so it was really nice, and it all kind of went together, anyways, which was which was very. It sounds um, fabulous. Yeah, so it was it was just like a it was I I mean I definitely would incorporate the color but I wouldn't but match not matchy match thing. okay did yeah. you hear that everybody don't be matchy matchy with your hat <laughs> the same, that's the same thing they're saying about your lovers now don't match your shoes to your bag either that that's not in no. style anymore if you you know you don't you don't need need to have the exact same yeah. leather oh, well I agree on, with that yeah okay. Unfortunately, we only have two minutes left, and I'd love oh. to give that to you if there's anything you haven't gotten to talk about, uh, about aesthetic or color or anything that you want to talk about for almost oh, two well, minutes. I, I didn't get to the point where um, typically for event headwear and for events, um, there's either the choice of you would get the dress and then you would try and desperately find a headpiece that would go with it that you're wearing to the event. Or uh, what, I, of course, I would suggest is that you would find the headpiece first and then using the concept of, you know, finding something that would be funky and alternative to go with it. Yeah, that would be my that would that would be one of my big takeaways is that that if you don't get the hat first um, and you find a lovely dress, uh, there are the bespoke options, which is where um, you know you would go to a milliner and you would ask them to create something that would go with the dress. Yes. But if you get the hat first, then you would um, and bespoke is always more expensive. Bespoke is yeah, uh, yeah. individual and made per um, for the for the specific um, client and yeah, it gets pricey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. And there's going to be more dresses than there are going to be fantastic millinery. And unfortunately, we're going to have to close on that because I'm out of time. But I want to yeah, thank you so, so much, Jennifer. An hour goes by way too fast. I'm going to have to have you on again to talk about more and more and more of your gorgeous millinery because I am obsessed now. I i can't wait to get the show over so I can go on your site and find me a fascinator or a hat to wear to this birthday party. And I hope you can overnight it. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Jennifer oh, Hoffler. And this is Vivian Blooms, www.vivianblooms.com. Go look at her beautiful millinery. Right well, now. Thank you so okay. much. You're welcome, thank Jennifer. Bye-bye. You. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.